Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the Geo Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about sapphires, rubies and corundum. Three amazing minerals, but actually they all belong to the one family. The corundum family is made up of the elements aluminium and oxygen. Al2O3 is its chemical compound, and what is amazing about these minerals, they all have the hardness of 9 on the Mohs scale of hardness, which is just one lower than the Earth's hardest naturally formed mineral, which is diamond. In its purest form, corundin is a transparent mineral, but it's very rare to find it like that, because small amounts of impurities changes its colour from transparent to either yellow, green, blue, brown, black, pink or even red. All corundums form deep inside our earth in rocks that are very rich in aluminium or aluminium for my Americans and very low in silica. The most common example of a rock like that are basalts. Now not all basalts contain corundum but only those that have come from areas deep in the earth that are very, very rich in aluminium. When these special basalts reach the earth's surface and start to weather away, most of the minerals of the basalt turn to clays and wash away, but corundum is a very resistant mineral to weathering, so it gets washed away from the basalts down into local creeks and streams, and that's where the majority of them are found today. Now, as well as basalts, corundum can also be found in some schists and gneisses, even in some marbles in metamorphic areas. And in some rare instances, corundum crystals have been found in the large crystalline rocks that we know as pegmatites. So that's general information about the corundum family. But let's talk about sapphires and rubies in particular. I mentioned earlier that small impurities in the aluminium oxide of the corundin can change its colour. So a little iron, titanium or nickel can change the corundin from being clear to being either yellow, green or blue. And those stones are referred to as sapphires. If the corundin structure has a little bit of chromium in it, it will turn it to be pink or red. The pink version sometimes are referred to as pink sapphires, but the deep red versions are referred to as rubies. As an aside here, the word sapphire comes from the Greek word for blue, and the word ruby comes from the Latin word for red. And while I'm off on a tangent, Let's also point out that green sapphires are not emeralds. An emerald has a completely different chemistry and has a hardness of 7.5 to 8 on the Mohs scale of hardness, so it's considerably softer than a sapphire. Sapphires and rubies are well sought after gemstones, with the largest gem quality blue sapphire in the world being the Star of India and it's 563 carats, which is 112 and a half grams. It was discovered over 300 years ago in Sri Lanka, but is probably more like 2 billion years old. 
and there are many famous sapphires that are used in the crown jewels of the United Kingdom. But for most of us, the times that we come across these minerals in the form of corundum is probably when we are using sandpaper or abrasive powders or even grinding wheels, which are often contain corundum as the grinding material because of its hardness of nine. On more of a technology level, rubies have been used in lasers since the 1960s, and today's lasers contain synthetically derived corundum, so you've probably come across them every time you've scanned something at the local supermarket. And that's it for this episode about sapphires, rubies and corundum. But if you're interested in things about earth science, why don't you come and check us out at geoetc.com. That's G-E-O-E-T-C dot com. But for now, keep on rocking. Rocking.